What up, what up, what up? It's your boy Jake Crawford back at you with another edition of Excuse My Bias, the one and only bias sports podcast show, but not the one and only because we all have biases, different by just different biases. Uh, today, man, I really wanted to get on this yesterday, but uh, I just I wanted to take a little bit more time, get more information on it. Uh, today, man, we're gonna be addressing. Max Kellerman, man, and I, I really, I really like Max. Really, uh, you know, him and Stephen A—they're they're not my favorite show. I, I prefer uh, Skip and Shannon, even Nick and uh, Chris Carter on First Things First. But um, man, Max Kellerman—he he still was tooting his horn, especially after Kawhi won Saturday, uh, Saturday versus uh, the Bucks in Game Six. He's really tooting his horn, man. That. Kawhi is more clutch than Kobe Bryant and this is excuse my bias so we're gonna expose our biases here I'm not a Kobe Bryant fan I've never been a Kobe Bryant fan but I respect game and for uh, for Max to say that Kawhi Leonard is more clutch than Kobe at this point of his career uh it's just false and I'm, I'm about to go through a little bit of fact checks here for you to show. Next time somebody else wants to talk crazy like Max, you're going to show them this video. Um, I really wish Stephen A would just... And that would be the most... That's kind of the most frustrating thing sometimes is that Stephen A doesn't even make good arguments back. He kind of gives the old man argument of, oh, you don't know basketball. And I was there and I saw the pressure live and... It's like, dude, you got actual facts you can pull from. Just look the shit up. Like, it's not that hard. Uh, <laughs> but at least I'm going to do the hard work for him. So don't worry. I got you, Stephen A. We're going we're gonna to get through this right here. Um, just going to define some of the stats that we're going to be looking at here. First, you need to know what clutch is first. NBA.com, they define clutch as the last five minutes of any game. In which two teams are separated by five points or less. Okay, that's the baseline. We know that. All right, now, some of the stats that we're going to be looking at here to evaluate both players are going to be offensive rating. Um, offensive rating is uh, it's a rating scale for how many points a player will be responsible for per 100 possessions. So this would be scoring and assisting. Um, look at defensive ratings. This is the exact, you know, uh, the exact inverse. So, this is how many uh, points this player would allow uh, in the per 100 points based off what they've done in the clutch. And we know the clutch is the last five minutes of a game with a you know, uh, game within five points or less there. So based off their performances during that time, they get a scale rating of if they did this over 100 possessions, this is how many points they would have allowed. Offensive rating is this is how many points they would have scored or been responsible for for their team. Um, and then lastly, we're going to look at, uh, player impact estimate or the pie. Um, this is a complicated one there, but I'm just put it up there. It says in the simplest terms, pie shows what percentage of game events did that player achieve? So basically this is showing all of the traditional stats, points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. And this is showing out of all of those in the amount of possessions for the, per the game, this is how many of those uh, acts or events this player was responsible for. And usually the more events that you're responsible for, of course, the better player you are, the more effective you were in the game. And again, we're looking at these events only in the last five minutes 
of a game that's within five points or more. Okay, cool. So we got that. Now I'm going to go because, and this is the other thing with Max argument that makes it so flawed really Kawhi only really even became relevant in the postseason in 2014 when he won the finals MVP he really was just off the grid completely just a random role player before that so we're going to go from his best moment there his winning finals MVP 2014 all the way up to the present for Kobe we're going to start in 99 and then go up to uh who are we going up to going up to 2004 so that'll give both of them a five-year span and we'll go ahead and look at it from there okay now i have up uh kobe's numbers there from uh the 99 playoffs uh we're just going to roll through a couple of them in the year 2000 uh and then 2001 99 was the roughest year for kobe obviously he still was a very young player i think he just turned like 20 years old Maybe. Yeah, I think he just turned 20 years old. So defensively, he wasn't the guy who he became to be. So his defensive rating was super high. He wasn't efficient offensively at that time. He had a negative uh, rating, a negative net rating at that time of 26.1 points there uh, during the playoff in the clutch time. He wasn't good at that point. He still was young. He still was learning. Uh, this LA team lost to uh, the Spurs. I think they got swept. It was pretty bad. Uh, his uh, player impact estimate was only a nine, but he's still in the clutch in the last five minutes of the game, game between five points or more. He still accounted for 30% of his team points. So even as a youngster, when he not, didn't know what to do and how to win, he still counted for most of his team's clutch points. Made a huge jump in 2000 when they went to the playoffs. Offensive rating was off the chart, 118.3. Defensive rating was 95.5. His net was 22.9. Player efficiency jumped up crazy, 20 points to 29.9. That's a great score right there. And he still accounted for 34%, 35% damn near of the clutch points that the Lakers got. In 2001, his offensive rating went a little bit down. Uh, in the clutch, I think that was mainly because the Lakers were just blowing through people. If you remember 2001, they only lost one game that entire postseason. So I don't even think he had many clutch moments to to go back to, you know what I'm saying, in the um, in the 2001 playoffs. So that's probably why his offensive rating was so low. Uh, the defensive rating still was great, though, down to 86. This is when he was in getting into that prime defensive mode right there. Had a net rating of 15.1. His player impact estimate was 31.4, even better than the year before. He accounted for 42% of the Lakers' clutch points at that time, getting uh, 3.7 points, uh, averaging 3.7 points, basically four points within that clutch period there. The year prior, he averaged basically five. It was 4.8. 2002, kept it going. I think they had a little bit more close games. That's why his efficiency rating, uh, offensive rating was higher. It was about the 112. Uh, but defensively, he still was crazy. So there was 85.7 there. Had his highest net rating there with 35.9. They were He was really killing it right there. His player impact estimate wasn't as much. And I think that's just because teams start to catch up to you after a while when you're doing three-peats and they just kind of catch up to you. So you're not going to win as many games by, you know, as big a margin there uh, as normal. But he still accounted for 30% of the team's clutch points there. 
2003, that's when the wheels started to come off for the team a little bit. You remember, that's when San Antonio got them. They get a three-peat. That's when the Kobe and Shaq feud really started to heat up there of, you know, whose teams are going to be. They started seeing Shaq's up, uh, you know, free agency, you know, coming up soon, you know, contract extensions, all that stuff coming up. You can see it in the team. He basically was even. He had an offensive rating of 98.1, defensive rating of 100. He had a negative uh, net rating, but only, you know, point when only 1.9 negative there. His uh, player impact estimate was still good, though, 28.3. And he still accounted for damn near half of their clutch points there at 45.3, damn near five points uh, during that clutch time, those last five minutes of the game uh, at 4.8. And then in 2004, that's when we know it fell off. That's when GP came over, Carl Malone, all those guys. It, it was just a mess at that point. He was a, it was a, he was a wash basically on offensive and defensive rating there. Uh, it was both were at 100, so his net was zero, and his player impact was as low as it had been in a long time at 6.3. Even though he still was the man in the clutch, he averaged, you know, uh, he was 37 uh, percent of their points there in the clutch, averaging two, uh, two points per game with that. Now, conversely, let's go to Kawhi. Like I said, Kawhi kind of just came on the scene pretty recently. So even if you look at the year when he won Finals MVP, his offensive rating was great. It was 114.3. Defensive rating was 84.4. His net rating was great, 29.9. His player impact, though, estimate was only 6.5 because he wasn't getting much usage. He was a role player. He only accounted for 7.5% of their clutch points he was only averaging 0.8 so less than one point of their points in the last five minutes of the game he wasn't really needed at that time to do that he wasn't the closer you still had Ginobili you still have Parker um 2015 kind of the same deal he kind of started to get a little bit more uh responsibility there offensive rating still was good it was 112.2 defensive rating was 111.5 barely had a net positive of 0.7 but again, the player efficiency rating was only six point. I mean, player impact uh, estimate was only six point eight, and he only accounted for again sixteen percent of the clutch points there, averaging two point three per game. Um, Twenty sixteen, uh, he increased it a little bit more. That's when I think he started to make the changes there. If I'm not mistaken, that's when Aldridge came on board, uh, or maybe it was the next year. But I know he started to make a little bit more change there. The offensive rating still was consistent, just like it was last year at 112.8. Defensive at 111.8. Net was 1.1. The player impact uh, estimate started to creep up because the usage creeped up. It was at (laughs) 19.3. Excuse me. So as high as at that time. Um, And then he did account for a good chunk of their clutch points at that time, which was 31.8 averaging about almost three points in the clutch there uh, at 2.8. 2017 was his breakout year. That's what it was. We all know it as the Jaja Pachula moment when he goes underneath him and takes him out. Uh, and he was balling that whole so that's, this is This is kind of where I think Max gets his argument from. I think Max is looking from this point on, 2017, to currently, and he's kind of ignoring everything else and then saying that this is why he's better than Kobe. But because he did go off in that series. I mean, that, that play postseason, he was at... 144.1 offensive rating in the clutch, 108.8 defensive rating in the clutch. Net was 35.3. His player impact estimate was 34.9. Crazy. And he accounted for 51% of their clutch points, averaging 6.3 points in the last five minutes of the game. That is closing guys out. That's I, We got no argument right there. If you just want to go by a single year, 
you ain't got no argument because he he showed that's top of the line for anybody at that point. Uh, and then you go into this year where he's required to do even more than what he was even at San Antonio. Um, the net rating is not as good. He was at 110.5 offensive rating, 109.3 defensive, had a net of 1.2. Uh, his player impact estimate was at 21.4. I think that's mainly because he has to carry on much more of the team. Um, and not as good of a player, not as good of coaching. So his impact is not going to be as good. But he's still accounting for a great amount of uh, a great amount of their clutch points this year. Obviously, he's averaging 47. He uh, I mean he's getting 47 point 45 point seven. Excuse me, of their clutch points uh, here in the last five minutes, averaging 5.3. So he's killing in the last two postseasons. But you got to remember, we skipped 2018 because of the injury. And we're pretty much not accounting for 2016 on back. And that's why I just said it's completely ludicrous to say, even if you want to judge Kawhi from his first eight years in the league, which is basically what I'm doing, in his clutch moments versus Kobe, it's not close. And even if you want to think about iconic moments, Kawhi really only has this year. He has, the, of course, the shot against uh, Joel Embiid, and he has the great... Uh, 10-0 run that he did in game six to close out Milwaukee. But um, let me take you guys down memory lane a little bit for Kobe. Kobe's had some crazy moments, and I'm not even going to talk about the main ones. Like Stephen A. mentioned, you know, when Shaq went out in overtime versus Indiana, he took over. Okay, we all know that one. That's why he just pulled that off the top of his head. But I think even Stephen A. forgets some of the other great playoff moments that Kobe has gone through. Because I'm only mentioning playoff ones. What about his first game winner versus... A 50-win Phoenix Suns team led by Jason Kidd with the blonde hair <laughs> in game two when he pulls up from out the free throw line with a double pump all-netter. Clutch. <laughs> what about game seven versus Portland to get to the finals? They're down 15 going into the fourth quarter. Kobe leads the charge by taking on everybody. Scottie Pippen, Damon Stoudemire, whoever. Steve Smith, he guarded the whole entire perimeter. He played 47 or 48 minutes. Helped hold Portland to only 13 points in the fourth quarter and led the Lakers with 25 points, 11 boards, and 7 assists. The last assist being a lob to Shaq to go to the finals. If that ain't clutch, I don't know what is. What about <laughs> what about in 2 against the San Antonio Spurs in the West Semis when he has the ball, he loses it. I think Derek Fisher gets it. He runs, grabs the offensive rebound, and puts it back up over Tim Duncan, uh, I believe, and David Robinson there. To get them to win in the clutch, showing that he's gonna do anything. He did the kind of the same thing against Indiana as well in the clutch when he got an offensive rebound and a putback. So Kobe has a multitude of major postseason moments that exemplify why he is clutch and why he was a clutch guy. I get what, what Max is saying that over time his clutch numbers had you know had dropped because over time the more shots he kept taking, he missed more and more. And it made his overall numbers for his career look lower. Um, and a lot of them were inefficient. Now, like I said, I'm not even a big Kobe fan. I, I argue for that, too, with, you know, Kobe versus LeBron versus other guys that Kobe took a lot of inefficient shots a lot of times uh, when he could have gotten more efficient shots. However, that still doesn't take away from his ability to hit those tough shots and still come up in clutch moments, regardless of whether I think they were a good shot or not. He still hit a great amount of them. And really, he did it far better at the beginning of his career it really was when in that middle part of his career when Shaq left and he had to do a lot of turmoil that it really became hard for him to do it because teams could really focus in on him 
completely there with it. But to just say that Kawhi is better and the clutch moments are more clutch than Kobe, come on, dude. <laughs> it's just stupid now. I really just wish Stephen A. would just had a better argument for you because he really could have just shut this down so this, this conversation never has to be brought up again until Kawhi's in league for about five or six years and we got more content to go off of for him. But um, I got you back, Stephen A., on this one. So you guys let me know what you think of the video down in the comments. Let me know what you guys think of the podcast there as well. Please subscribe to Excuse My Bias podcast on all podcast platforms uh, and subscribe to our YouTube channel and our Facebook and Instagram pages there. Once again, this is your boy Jake Crawford signing off for Excuse My Bias, the one and only bias sports podcast show, but not the one and only because we all have biases, just different biases. Till next time, peace.